radio blast and goes cruising just as fast as she can. And she'll have fun, fun, fun till her daddy takes a tea bird away. Fun, fun, fun till her daddy takes a tea bird well, away. Well, when the streets get her, she walks and she cries like an And yes, it is a brand new week right here on 97.3 CTFM, 9 minutes past 4 p.m. And we are good to go. When you hear this signature tune and you know your favorite conversation on cars and everything about it, it's about to start from now till 5 p.m. And it's right here on 97.3 CTFM. My name is Jose Kwame and you are welcome to The Auto Show. And this show is proudly sponsored by Total Quads. Keep your engine younger for longer. It's going to be an awesome one. I'm going to have a conversation with guys from Toyota. Toyota Ghana. Yes. And today we're going to be looking at the off-road advantage. Now, off-road, yeah, not a lot of people have. Nah. But today we're going to tell you why and how to have the off-road advantage. All that you need to know with the four-wheel drives and using them off-road. So yes, if you're ready, like I am, I am ready as well. You can send in your messages to 0549-986-996. However, let me state that if your issue is longer, you can send us an email to total.autoshow at gmail.com. That is total.autoshow at gmail.com. I'm going to be in the studio with four people. Yes, it's never happened before. The last time four people were here, two were talking about something else and another two were waiting their turn. But today, we have four people on one conversation. So you know that, yes, it's hot. So we have Godwin Deyegbe. Yes? Did I, did I get your name right? Yeah, okay. Thank God. <laughs> what was the name? Godwin Deyegbe. Deyegbe. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. And we have Richard Anane, head of training. Godwin is uh, head of technical support group. And Richard Anane is uh, head of training. And Kobina Gezi is head of national sales uh, administration. All right. And Charles Aglago, who I'm uh, familiar with, national marketing communications officer. Uh -huh. So we're here today to talk about the off-road advantage. What is it? They'll tell you about it. And we're going to have a conversation as well right here on the show. So stick around. I promise it's to be fun. And we'll start right after this. Ah, you know, Papa see that. No, 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 be this guy. This guy in old days. Hey, Pani, that's my old school friend, Papa C. Hey, he's, 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 he's Ricky Tika. Hey, this guy, Papa C. for you. Always making fun of people. Hey, Papa C. Are you going for Rosemont's wedding? Yeah, my guy. Charlie, I'll go meet you there. You're Ricky Tika. Bobo really. <laughs> Honey, you know, that's old school stuff, man. And you're But didn't you see him at the filling station? The total filling station? I didn't see him. There was a total quartz gallon on his car. I think he was changing his oil. Oh. Ah, this rickety car, changing oil. Yahoo, <laughs> how this car fit past me? Total quads. keep your engine younger for longer. And so, yes, we are ready to go. Ah, okay. I'm seeing something. Don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry about the noise. It's all about tutorials. <laughs> we're here for that today. So yeah, I mean, let's 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 establish why we're here today, real quick, gentlemen. The off-road advantage. Now, what exactly when we say um, off-road? Off we hear so much about off-road, the term off-road, but what really, really is off-road driving? If, if you guys would, would so anybody can take this and when the person finishes talking and he left something out you can chip in that's how usually we go so that the conversation can be richer and well-rounded yeah so who, who's starting okay okay so Kobina. yes off-road 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 is basically driving on a natural terrain or an unsurfaced road 
root with either sands, mud, rocks, gravels, or riverbed. Okay. Riverbed? Yes. Dried up river. Aha. Uh -huh. Because riverbed, I mean, how it's, it's scary. It's scary because when you think about rivers, you don't think about wanting to drive in there. No, yeah. you, you should think about rivers, not the kind of rivers that we have, but very shallow rivers that some vehicles will not attempt to cross. You know, we have those kind of experiences where people actually go through them safely. Now, let me show you an experience about, not an off-road situation, but an experience about, sorry to mention this, but the little flats that we have in our car, some vehicles stop, others don't. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it wouldn't touch any sensitive part of a vehicle. Your vehicle just moves through smoothly. And you can experience that anywhere. Okay. If you know what you're doing, you can go through. But not everybody knows what they're doing. That's exactly. Why I, that's why we're that's here. That's why we're here. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. So, so off-road driving, like you said, you want to you go over it one more time so that people understand what exactly it yes. is? Yes. Off-road is driving on a natural terrain or unsurfaced road with either sand, mud, gravels, rocks, or riverbed, as I mentioned. Okay. And, and is there anything like extra urban driving? What, what is that? What is that? What is this? Extra urban driving. No, I see. I don't want Kwame not to be taking the whole thing. <laughs> All right. All right, <laughs> So, you see, when we talk about urban, we talk about you driving in a car, if the roads are fine, paved roads and all that, very nicely done. But when you begin to step outside a car, you are beginning to go extra urban. That's when you need to start conditioning yourself for off-road driving. You know, in, in the hinterlands, the roads are not like in a car. You have potholes. You have mud. You have some... In a breeze like this, you have some very undulating surfaces that you yeah, need to go yeah, through yeah. and these are the extra urban you know stuff that we are talking about if people pay attention to um catalogs when they buy vehicles you would see that even we have urban conditions and we have extra urban conditions and we show you the calculations that go with them when it comes to even fuel yeah yeah this, these are the realities on the ground so anytime you step out of accra let's just say accra and you're going off accra and you're going out of your comfort zone condition your mind that you're going off-road Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, um, just to add a little to what Charles said. Yeah. Um, very often in the urban areas, the roads are engineered. So, for example, you would meet, um, let's say, uh, road bumps. Uh, they have been designed such that they wouldn't touch the bottom of the vehicle. Uh -huh. But then when you come to extra urban, very often roads that have been uh, created by vehicles pass and merely passing there over and over again. And then sometimes people uh, themselves just put in some stones to break speeds and all that. So you find vehicles driving on such cars and uh, because it's not been engineered, you find the, those bumps touching the under of the Are vehicle. those the only conditions to use to define the extra, extra urban? No, just as an example. So basically, uh -huh. um, outside in the village, sometimes on farms, farm roads, roads that link to farms yes and places like that very often are rough with rocks uh, mud sometimes and all these things sometimes uh, they more like make it difficult for the vehicle to ply yeah yes so very often you find out the tire sometimes pins the vehicle gets stuck and all those things yes but you wouldn't find that on the urban roads because uh, yeah it's been I mean, of course yes it's been engineered like you mentioned exactly. so so um, obviously then if you have roads like that like you've mentioned that, that have not been engineered. Yes. This one is natural road surfaces. They've sure. not been touched before. Sure. It's uneven. Sure. Then there should be special cars for such terrains. Exactly. I mean, I, you don't expect me to drive my, you know, Yaris yeah. to, to okay. a certain place like that. Mm. So, so let, me, let me just come to the classifications and then we'll go into the off-road vehicles proper. Okay. That's why you mentioned Yaris. You have passenger vehicles and you have SUVs. Let's let's have a conversation. Eh? Sometimes eh? let's let's be free about. It. Sometimes eh? I can be driving with a saloon car behind some very big SUV vehicle like that, and then in the potholes, the guy would delay me. I'm not saying that people should drive through potholes. So if I'm not the only person who actually sees that and thinks, dude, Charlie, move! You are driving. <laughs> what is your problem? Move. <laughs> People spend people spend a lot of money. That money is for the alpha. Yeah. Let me use the word X. Okay. There's an X in the equation, and that's that's how that's how much you spend for an SUV to use on such surfaces. Yeah. What's the X factor in this one? The X factor is that when I'm driving my saloon car and you are driving 
your SUV in such road conditions, you shouldn't struggle. Even sure. when you are doing manual, surprisingly, last two years, last year, we had some sub-Saharan test, off-road test drive. It was that simple when our technical team from South Africa came, those who drive the um, cross-country vehicles yeah. and all that, um, the te- Toyota Advanced Drivers, the Gazoo Racing. Yeah. When they, we, we were driving through the, 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 the rocky, you know, when they came, they just said, Charlie, just release your leg off the clutch. Just move. Let the vehicle do its own thing. And surprising, the vehicle did its own thing in some undulating terrains that you'd be surprised about. The vehicle is made for that road. Today, we're going to learn about that. <laughs> I'm actually happy you brought that up. We're going to learn about that. So, so like, um, you want to continue from where you left off before, I mean, when I, when I was asking the extra, I mean, the different types of vehicles that, or the special vehicles that are required for this before mm-hmm. uh, Charles came in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you want to take this one? So, we have the four-wheel drives. We have about three types. Uh-huh. We have, <coughs> sorry, we have the full-time four-wheel drive. Uh-huh. And then we have the standby four-wheel drive. And then we also we have the part-time four-wheel drive. You have to, you have to. We've, so we've, we've kind of treated this on the show before. Okay. But for first-time listeners' sake, you have to break it down. Yes. So, full-time, the name itself tell us what it means full-time four-wheel drive these are vehicles that are always driving in four wheel when we say four wheel it means all the four tires that the front two and the rear two are all in motion they right. are delivering power to push the vehicle forward right yes that's a full-time right then we have a standby four-wheel drive this one drives in such a way that only two of the wheels deliver the power to move the vehicle. The other two are on standby. So when a difficult situation arises, arises, yeah, then these two will come in and and rescue the car from the situation. After the situation is over, it returns back to the two-wheel mode. Okay. And then there's the partial. Yes, part-time. the part-time. Part-time, okay. Yes. So for the part-time, that one is similar to the standby just that when the situation arises the driver needs to call for the additional wheels to make it a four wheel so the driver engages so you mean the standby is smart enough to notice yes but the part-time needs to be yes engaged by the driver okay so that's different yes so that's different right okay 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 so so if if i'm asking does one need like any extra modifications, for example, to to do off-road driving? That they, because if if you Charles, you want to take this. Okay. So primarily, primarily, yeah. um, vehicles are supposed to be every tool, every object is supposed to be made for the job that is designed to do. Let me give an example of us. I can't give an example of someone else. You know, I was telling you the other time when we came here that I'm surprised that um, people from our uh, Toyota Motor Corporation come all the way down here and come and measure the the length and breadth of our potholes and Rajiv is in charge of that section yeah now because it's because they are making the cars to suit your roads so you see if there's a car in Ghana that is sold by um, and and manufacturer that goes through all that stress to be able to put that car in Ghana that, that means that that car needs no further modification for the condition on which you are driving on I can't speak for others but for, for where I work and for what I do, I can I can speak boldly to it. So we don't need any. For example, in the in the um, in the Western countries, probably you may need some snow ties, you may need some other ties, you may need this, 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 this. But our conditions are such that the vehicles that we produce are made to suit these uh, you know terrains. Okay. So so essentially, you want to add? You want to add? Yeah. Okay. I was going to go to a follow up question. Yeah. So um, just to add to what Charles uh, has mentioned. Um, the specific vehicles are made for specific purposes. Uh-huh. So for the off-road, we have the SUVs made for that because they have the four-wheel drive. Yeah. But there are other instances when for other vehicles, people might the vehicle's uh, ground clearance is low, so people might want to raise the suspension. Yes. So by adding uh, sp- suspension parts like shocks and all that to increase the height of the vehicle so that if they would want to use it for farm terrains and all that, maybe it will be able to go through the logs and grasses it might climb on. Yeah. Sometimes also they reinforce the bumper and also increase the approach angle of the vehicle so that when you approach, let's say, an obstacle, the bumper doesn't hit. 
So in that sense, increasing the suspension or reinforcing the bumper, uh, sometimes they even reinforce with metal. And so when it hits, it doesn't really dent like the plastic bumper would have dented. So uh -huh. all these things are certain modifications that can be done. Well, but like, just like cautiously. Charles said, uh, we have vehicles that have been designed for that. So maybe instead of buying one that is not made for that to modify it, uh -huh. why don't you buy one that is made for that? Because if it is manufactured by the manufacturer for that purpose, the engineering, the uh, uh, how do you call it? Everything is made perfectly. Uh -huh. But then if you have to modify it, maybe you might not have the necessary equipment to meet that uh, specification that yeah. is required yeah. to let the vehicle perform properly. So right. it's better to buy the vehicle that is made for the road rather than modifying it. Then notwithstanding, modification is possible. Uh -huh. if you just made a very interesting comment I would like to because these are engineers and marketing we balance each other most of the times sometimes when we mention something it's not easily understandable Rajiv mentioned um, how do you call it departure angle departure angle most people may not even understand what departure and approach angles mean you know when your vehicles are there are some curvatures in front those curvatures are not for design for example your vehicle the, the, the down part of the vehicle is slanted slanted that way yeah. it's supposed to make it possible for you to climb some slope easily and then move on to that particular platform when you're reversing and there's another slope to some very angle it's supposed to climb it easily so if you look at in your catalogs you will see that we've defined certain angles yes. for example 25 degree this degree that that degree that is your angle of departure or your angle of approach and you should know this to be able to you know, bring such terrains under your control. I think we should break this down a, a lot uh, more, break it down very, you know, properly, like accurately for people to understand because not everybody is conscious of these angles. And, and so it brings me to the point where I'm, I'm the average car or off-road car, what, 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 what are the functions? Because you people are mentioning a lot of things. What, what are the functions... A vehicle is supposed to have in order to drive off-road mm. you get it so that somebody doesn't think that because he's driving an suv any mm. suv should be able to drive off-road mm. the same way another suv would mm. Mm. so what what are the functions okay so uh, some of the functions the vehicle may have to help it drive off-road properly uh, could be um, the uh, four by four switch Okay, so in this case, if it's, let's say, a full-time 4x4, uh -huh. then it would have a switch that can switch from um, 4H or H4 to L4. Okay, so uh, on your, your console, you notice uh, the vehicle um, switch is in the position H4, which means all four wheels are uh, allowed to drive at high speed. H okay. means high. Okay. okay, so when you are faced with a situation, let's say, loose sand or mud, and then uh, it turns out uh, likely you could have spinning which could let the vehicle get stuck then you might want more torque so you switch the switch to l4 okay so when you switch to l4 it means that all the four wheels are going to drive at low speed which implies higher torque than the former okay so that function is necessary then we also have other functions like the dac the downhill assist control this is a situation where you are faced you are on the top of a mountain and you are having a steep descent and very steep very steep descent uh -huh. and probably uh, you are not a very experienced driver like the gazoo racers so playing around with the accelerator and the brake sometimes becomes frustrating so in such a situation all you do is press the dac switch and the vehicle just glides down gently even not requiring your acceleration or braking and all you need to do is to steer your way out of the path Okay, Rajiv. Rajiv mentioned something about switch. It's because Rajiv is very com comfortable with what we provide. Now, Kwame, there are some vehicles that don't have switches. They, they don't have switches, but they have this function. In those vehicles, you may need to get down in, from your vehicles, come to the tire area to be able to activate this function. But with Toyota Ghana, we have switches. Comfortably sit in your car and activate this four low, four high, and, you know, this kind of of switches is it convenience to the customer is very important imagine that you're in some very dark place and you need to um travel some you know this kind of terrains mm. you can't come out of your car and come and be switching between four four high and four low mm. and with your tie area you need to have a switch mm. in the vehicle so these are some of the differences okay any more any more you want to add yes come now or anyone to take or you you you, you continue yeah so we we also have uh, uh, vehicles that have the uh, traction control uh, the vsc also uh, the vsc normally when you are on a 
curve and you are speeding through a curve sometimes there's a possibility of skidding so if your vehicle has a VSC function it tries to uh, suppress skidding and the vehicle is able to drive comfortably and you're able to corner comfortably we also have the hill start um, assist control in that case let's say you are driving on a, an incline upward and then suddenly the vehicle stops now one challenge with that is that when it stops and you are trying to accelerate the moment between moving your leg from the brake to the accelerator is so short that the vehicle starts to run back okay so if the vehicle starts to run back then it becomes a challenge so you don't know whether to step on the brake and when to step on the accelerator so when you have the hill starts access control once you engage it even when you lift your leg off the brake pedal the vehicle doesn't roll back it waits for you till you depress the uh, accelerator pedal before the vehicle starts moving forward so then you become more confident in driving up the hill it comes too easy <laughs> exactly, and that's what Toyota cars do for you. So to add to what he's saying, I mean, it's 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 very interesting. The car just moves up the hill by itself, no acceleration, no braking. It just moves steadily up the hill. That's the uphill. Assist control. Assist control. And then same with downhill, you go down. The vehicle controls itself, no acceleration, no braking, and then you get down smoothly. That's the downhill assist control. That makes it that makes it quite quite okay easy mm. right so so these these are some of the things that people should note in terms of the technicalities of the car mm. but i'm interested of course in in what is beyond your control what are some of the things we should be mindful of mm. because you can tell me what your car does mm. you can tell me where the high for low mm. for and the downhill assist control mm. uphill assist control all these things mm. right mm. But what are some of the things you should be mindful of externally? Externally, for instance, when you are driving out of Accra, um, you meet a ramp. You know, sometimes when you are driving to Cape Coast, you see these big ramps. You need to check your clearance level. You need to know the clearance level of your car and also know the level of the ramp. When you are driving also on a rough road, and you see a pothole, you need to assess the pothole and know the depth of the pothole. Then you can have a way of going around it. So these are some of the techniques out of your control. Okay. So um, like we are saying, um, Rajiv rightly said that you would meet roads that are not um, engineered. For yeah. example, a hill climb may not be engineered in some areas. So what, what, what you need to check and to judge, you need to check the angle, you need to check the length, surface, the hardness, the gap, the slipperiness, the drop of the curve itself. I need to be able to take a conscious decision on which gear to be able to engage at that time. Downhill is also the same angle length. Ditch, you also need to check the width of the ditch, the depth of the ditch, and the angle, the surface. Is it sand? Is it stone? Is it mud? Is, does it have that solidity? Slopes, muddy, river like um, Mr. Gazi mentioned, sandy soil, rocky surfaces. You need to check all this. But let me, let me explain. When it comes to sandy soil and rocky surfaces, then we go to L4, which Rajiv would rightly explain to you. Aha. Uh -huh. Because I, I, want the, I want the practical sense. For example, you, you, you say that one needs to check the, in muddy soil, check the angle, the width, distance, and all these things. But what gear should I use in such a situation? River, the depth, the width, the distance, the speed of the flow. All these things you can visually look, but what gear should you engage? You know, those, those, those kind of things are what I'm trying to like figure out here. When you mention the condition, then you tell us what gear you should drive in. So that it makes it easy for somebody who gets there and not think that, oh, okay, they said I should check the depth and but a but man can't gear cramming from 70 man for speed. Normally, when you are faced with off, when you are faced with off-road conditions, yeah. uh, specific situations like loose sand, uh, mud, uh, very often because you need a high torque, uh, it's better to drive in low gears. Okay. Okay. So maybe first or second, uh, depending on the situation. Sometimes in very extreme cases, you need to drive in first because it will give you a very high torque to propel the vehicle. Okay. Now it turns out we have a function called the uh, 4L or the L4. Yes. Now when you turn into the L4, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the vehicle is constrained to drive at a low speed. 
okay so no matter which gear you put it in the vehicle is constrained to drive at a low speed so when you put it in l4 and let's say you are in mud for example you can drive in first you can drive in second third they are different speeds but like i mentioned the lower the gear the higher the torque that it gives you so it's better to drive in first uh, or second when you escape or you move out of the mud or the loose sand then you can go then, then you turn a... back out of the yeah, foil yeah, yeah, yeah. then you can go your normal third and upward depending on the speed you choose but to escape the situation you have to be in first or second that's safer gives you higher torque okay we're going to continue or charles you want to add something no um actually someone told me that the the lower gears are the most dangerous gears forget about the the very high one you are driving three four five six those are not the lower gear is the most powerful gear because yeah. that's the one that moves the Higher car actually yes. which needs a lot of patience if i do i would say because sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I i i know of manual cars and i that's how i learned for mm. most people now <laughs> the, the automatic you know is becoming like you know the thing but if you drive manual cars you actually do know that lower gears are super powerful sure, sure. and you don't play with them a lot but sure. we'll continue the conversation i still want to know the practical you know ways to get out of certain situations and okay. how to actually maximize the use of these four wheel drives and okay. everything but yes if you just tune in you're welcome to the auto show right here on 97.3 ctfm we're in the studio with charles godwin richard and Kobina from toyota ghana and we're talking about the off-road advantage they are showing us little little tricks that uh, we can use to drive off-road and maximize our experience and the efficiency of our cars without getting into trouble but in the meantime total petroleum is continuously innovating and delivering better energy solutions that bring value to its cherished customers introducing a new addition to the quartz range quartz 9000 future gf5 0w20 a fully synthetic fuel economy engine oil specially formulated with age resistance technology for the latest generation engines that require 0w20 for all of viscosity grade in this class quartz 9000 future gf5 0w20 reduces your fuel consumption increases your oil change interval ensures excellent engine protection and cleanliness protects emission control systems and reduces the release of harmful emissions into the environment total quartz 9000 future gf5 0w20 delivers beyond performance man total quartz engine oil keep your engine younger for longer there is a question here would you like to take it before i mean it's something you talked about already but i think um not talked about already fully so let's just answer this question and then continue our conversation yeah so this one says good day bro um please kindly ask your guests the difference between the all-wheel drive no, let me no, 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 let me say the AWD. Let me mention it as it is. AWD, 4WD, and 4x4. You want to you wanna go for it? Okay. So, a, AWD, 4WD, and 4x4, or 4x4. Now, if your vehicle has four tires, that, that means two axles. Then AWD, 4WD, 4X4, or 4x4, they are all the same. It means the same thing. Four wheels with power. Okay. All wheel drive means all the wheels, all the four wheels deliver power. But if we shift a little to say a vehicle with six tires, let's say three axles, yeah. then the difference comes in. All wheel drive means all the six tires have power. Or deliver power whilst four wheel drive in that case would mean that four wheels out of the six will be delivering power but most of the time what we have is four tires that means that awd or all wheel drive four wheel drive four by four are all meaning to the same they all mean the same thing yes. right yeah okay so you have your answer there all right so um what I'm interested in right now is getting really is it practical, that's the word, with the different terrains. Now, we, we mentioned briefly, check this, check that, driving low, this thing, but can we break it down, for example, hill climbing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, with hill climbing, um, like we said, you are supposed to be in a low gear. Okay. So, hill climbing of a paved road or of, of an unpaved road. Okay, so in that sense, depending on the situation, if it's a paved road, uh, probably with a gentle slope, 
the first or the second gear could take you through gently but if it happens to be an unpaved road you are likely to have stone chippings that could let the tire slip or something so in that sense you might need a foil so you turn the uh, switch the 4x4 switch to the l4 and so when you turn it to the l4 all the tires whether you accelerate too much or not it constrains the vehicle to drive at low speed this is hill climbing hill climbing right and that gives you the torque to lift the vehicle off the slope as an over until so you drive gently across the slope yes okay yes and what about for example clutch operation so when, when you when you engage the h4 yes in this sense i, I okay i I'm, I'm a bit confused okay are we talking about um manual cars or automatic cars in this sense so let, let's 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 break it down so when you engage the clutch obviously is manual sure clutch is manual uh-huh yes. so what what do you do with the clutch what do you do with acceleration and everything Okay, so um, with the, let's say you are climbing a hill normally yes. and you are driving a manual vehicle. So simply you be in a low gear, right. that's first or second. Uh -huh. But if the road is not good enough, it would give you poor traction. That's where you engage the H4? No, that's when you engage the 4L. 4L? Yes, so okay. that when you engage the 4L, you are even likely to take your leg off the accelerator pedal and the vehicle is able to drive up the hill. And that's something we are going to demonstrate when you come over for the program on the Saturday. Uh -huh. Yes, because you're going to have a steep hill and all you need to do is to put the vehicle in the first gear. Normally, vehicles will climb a little, but then it's likely they might stall, the slope might stall the engine. Uh -huh. Okay, But when you put in the 4L, the vehicle is constrained to keep moving. So you find the engine struggling, but then persistently it goes slowly but surely and, and, and climbs the hill uh, properly. So all you need to do is be in a low gear and then 4L if the road surface is not good enough. Okay. Yes, that's a manual vehicle. But even in an automatic vehicle also, you also have the 4L function. You need to uh, put it in a 4L function so that the vehicle again crawls. But in some cases, uh, I think the torque converter sometimes uh, minimizes the efficiency of the drive. So sometimes you need to add a little acceleration to help in the climb. But with a manual vehicle, all you can just take your leg off the accelerator pedal and the vehicle just drives through. Very interesting. When you pass by on the Saturday, you'll see it first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, where is this going to be happening? This was something I was trying to keep in my pocket because I wanted us to exhaust this educational Let's exhaust. Let's exhaust. Okay. Let's exhaust. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Downhill driving. Kobnau, I'll let you take this one. Okay, um, on Saturday, yeah. that's 21st of September. Saturday, 21st of September, yeah. we are having an X Factor off-road event. Uh -huh. Yes, um, basically, this um, off-road event is to enable Toyota customers to experience wait, power. Wait, wait, that's, that's what uh, Charles said that he was going to save for the last. I want, us, I want you to take me through because... Uh, Godwin took us through um, uphill. Yes. I want you to take us through downhill. Mm. I'm going to throw another one to someone else to take, and then when we get to the point where we are talking about to like the event on Saturday, then we can break that down. So the tips for downhill driving, or you want to you want to go for it yourself? Yeah. So um, can I go on? Yeah. In the downhill driving. You use a lower gear to get the maximum engine brake. Okay. You um, downhill. You also use L four to get down the hill. Okay. Yeah, that's it for the downhill. Yeah. So, if I can add. So downhill is similar to what Rajiv explained as the uphill. You can take off your leg from the accelerator. Once you are in L4, in first gear, you can climb and descend without even using the brakes. With the descent, you don't even need to apply the brakes. The vehicle will descend using the engine brake gradually. Very comfortable. So on Saturday, I believe most of our listeners, when they are able to come around, we encourage them to come around and enjoy this. Yes, you yeah. really enjoy how smooth it is too. It's like effort, effortless drive. So if I'm getting this straight, uphill, engage the L4. Downhill, engage the L4. Same. Both situations, yes. if you take your leg off. The accelerator, you go up and descend. And you don't even need to step on the brake. Brakes, nothing. It will engage everything for you yes. and you, it will bring you okay. Now, let's look at some. You want to add more? 
right. So um, just to add to what they said concerning the downhill assets, often what happens is that when, uh, let's say, you engage the first or the second, uh, like he mentioned, engine braking occurs. So, uh, but sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. Uh, in the engine braking, sometimes you have the, uh, the sound of the engine rising a little. Sometimes when people have an experience, they get a little scared. So we have functions that actually take care of that. We have the DAC. Downhill access control. Control, as you mentioned, yes. Yes, so with that, you don't have the excessive engine sound that will scare the customer. It just moves down nicely. The 4L also gives the same effect. It just moves down very, very nicely under very good control. Hey, Kwame, yeah. our vehicles nowadays uh, have intelligent systems. Intelligent systems because the vehicle can even detect your braking pressure and be able to add more or, or relieve more. So when you are going down, it detects all these things to be able to get you down safely without you making so much effort so as you are going it's it's breaking it's releasing it's breaking it's releasing till you reach down safely and these are intelligent systems that come with modern vehicles that we produce nowadays okay <sighs> what place should i even throw you <laughs> over a slope over a slope yes driving over a slope your car is a bit tilted oh okay what should you do okay. the tips Okay, uh, driving over a slope like a banked road, a road that is uh, tilted to the side. Yes. Okay, I think a road tilted to the side. It's, uh, it's one of the most scary things in yes. my driving experience. You feel like yes. you are going to tip over and... Sure, sure. Especially even when you're in four-wheel drives. Sure, sure, Or sure. SUVs. Yes, yes, yes. It it's, it's even feels worse. Yes, yes. Information has it that um, for a vehicle, a stationary vehicle to roll over, when standing from side, let's say right to left, uh, the maximum angle is about um, 30 degrees for the vehicle to possibly roll over. Um, for, um, let's say, roll over from front to back about 40 degrees, likely that tendency is possible. But when you are driving through such a situation and uh, let's say um, the road is tilted that way and you are turning probably to the right, uh, it's better you drive slowly because the faster you drive through the curve the momentum is likely to send the center of gravity out of the base and that could have the vehicle roll over even at a very small angle of five degrees or less so it's advisable when you are driving in a banked road or a road that's tilted to the side you drive gently and also if you find yourself in a, a situation like that let's say you didn't intend to um, normally if it slopes let's say from right to left when you are steering, driving forward and steering, and you steer from left to right, you are likely to roll over. So it's best to always drive. Roll over, dear mate. Steering is, is to escape yeah, such a situation. Uh, always try to avoid uh, steering too much um, in the, uh, against the slope. So a tilt, let's say from right to left, don't turn the steer from left to right because you increase the tendency of the rolling over even at a small angle of inclination. Okay. Kwame, you are scared of rollovers. Let me, let me tell you a story about how vehicles are produced. We actually have rollover tests. Sure. What the vehicles are produced, mm -hmm. yeah. yes. we have this thing like um, Malisarius. What's Malisarius ball? What's, what, what's the name? Wrecking ball. Wrecking ball. <laughs> we have stuff like a wrecking ball that hits the vehicle from the side. And we, have to, we, we look at the impact of how the car would turn to its side mm. so all these all these things are done mm. what, what we do with these things is that we want to know how you are protected within the cabin of the vehicle exactly. for example like let's take a coaster bus a sure. bus sure. you know all those frames mm. the places where you see the glasses and then you think that is for, for all those frames are reinforced so that when anything happens in a in a form of a tilt mm. you know you are safe even when you go yeah. that way but we are praying that it doesn't happen to anybody uh-huh because because when i when i sit in cars that are higher and mm. we go over you know slopey grounds that no like i'm, I'm <laughs> not scary. able to i'm not able to sit still okay okay i just also want to mention concerning the uh, banked road uh, you should watch your tires also if your tires are worn uh, there's a very high likelihood of slipping if your tires should not be worn so when you have good tires the tires are designed to be able to let's say for example uh uh, dig into the road so it grabs it, it uh, gains uh, contact good contact with the road and then you wouldn't slip but when the tires are bad uh, they are worn then there's a very high likelihood of slipping in such a banked situation also okay mm. so to add to that also to make you the driver a bit comfortable when you're driving on such a bank or over a slope 
it's advisable that you the driver side you your side should be towards the mountain side that gives you a very comfortable sight where you're able to see your terrain very well and control the car but if you are on the downhill side it becomes a bit difficult and you might be scared okay yes. i'm gonna ask some um not so can I, can, can I just come in oh sure sure of course um, in all this as um as richard said the driver's side should be on the mountain side you should have a steady acceleration or a constant speed that's also an important factor okay otherwise you're also likely to tip over yes ah corner uh, cry me yeah <laughs> <laughs> so 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 let, let me let me move away from the the driving tips and driving school side and so essentially are you saying that is it is it is it a waste to buy um an suv or drive an suv in an urban setting is it is it a waste or something because you describe these things so technically and so like it's so specific that it feels like if you have an suv in an urban setting it, it, you don't need to use that car until you, you're going outside is, is it is it is it a waste of money to do that okay so first of all from from a very sales um from the sales consultancy side it may not be waste because we even have motorways within an urban setting that you can probably use these vehicles to its benefit but what we are saying is that don't don't make up your mind to buy an suv when you haven't conditioned your mind to use it for what it's made for you see i would advise a customer even within the SUVs, I would advise the customer between using a petrol vehicle and a diesel vehicle, you know, in certain circumstances. You know, when you have a, a KD, that's a turbo engine, and you are driving within urban settings and you are stop, start, stop, start, stop, 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 you are moving and braking, you know, traffic and all that, you are frustrating the engine. <laughs> you are like putting pressure on that engine because that engine needs to move, that engine needs to open up, that engine needs to suck in a lot of air for you to be able to propel the engines do the work. Okay. So why would you waste so much money to buy a turbo engine and then comfortably drive in, in gra on the graphic road right. where there's traffic and they are moving slowly? Yeah. So you must choose your vehicle carefully. Don't spend extra money in buying a vehicle that you may not really have its functionalities used most of the times. Okay. Question here says, um, what's the use of the terrain, terrain response on uh, modern SUVs? What I know about terrain response is that we have multi-select terrains, you know. It's a multi-select, for example, there are four that we launched um, this year. You have mud, you have sand, you have rocky. So this responds to the environment in which you are. So when I tilt it to sand, that means I'm in a sandy environment and the car should be able to respond to that environment. When I tilt it to rocky, the car should be able to move out of its, you know, sandy environment to a rocky environment and for for the rafa it's lovely because when you look at the dashboard if i tilt it to sand you can see a yellow dashboard when i tilt it to rocky you can see red when i tilt it to this you can see green to show you exactly in which terrain you are driving in so that's the response to your environment all right we have about eight minutes before we go and i'm now going to give you the chance to tell us all we need to know about the event on saturday before we wrap up everything we've been talking about, um, remember that the question I'll use to end this is, is the, the safety, some of the safety tips we need to okay. like pay attention to, to consider before and after driving off-road. Okay. But tell us about the event. So before the chef de mission, um, Mr. Gilly gets ready for that question. Let me be mathematical a bit about this. So uh -huh. you, have a good, you have a good product. You have good after sales, which of course people are beginning to develop the after sales to that level of capacity. And then you have an X. But that X, that combination of the good product, good after sales, and the X should be able to give you the best brand. And that's the X that we are looking for. That's the X that we are bringing on board. That's the X that we want you to come and find on Saturday. And that's the X Factor off-road event happening on Saturday, 21st September. Yes, so as Charles said, um, you didn't say well. Well, yes, I was, I was waiting for you to say, but it's happening, you know, our new facility on the motorway. Uh -huh. It's happening on the other side of the motorway. That okay. means that if you are coming from a car, you need to go and turn on, at, at the tow booth and come up. And when you pass um, the axle loading the area, the station, you can see a billboard there, just turn right. Okay. I mean, there will be so many um, visibility signs. There will be so many 
um, banners there to to show you where we are on that day. But Mr. Gezi will tell you exactly what the event is about. All right. Okay. Um, this is an off-road event, which is going to be held on Saturday. Just um, as Charles said, the location is right behind the way bridge when you are coming from the Tema side of the motorway. Um, basically, this off-road event is to give to our customers the experience of our power and the functionality of our vehicles, that's the Toyota vehicles. So the main purpose, just to go over it again, yeah. is for customers to know their vehicle functionality. And um, it's going to be a big event, going to be interesting, because we are going to exhibit our cars. We are going to show videos of the live feed. We are going to exhibit parts. And um, the interesting part is we are going to demonstrate um, tests on the vehicles. We have obstacles such as moguls, is, are these obstacles once you've created? Yes, once you've created, but they are off-terrain obstacles. You created these yourself just for yes, this exhibition? We, we, yes, we created it ourselves. In fact, this event is going to be an annual event. Wow. Yes. Okay. So we've created this just to cater for our events annually. So customers that have SUVs can bring their cars and come and try it there as well? No. We have, uh -huh. yeah, we will put our vehicles there for those test drives okay but yeah. you allow for people to actually sit and drive and get tutored or i mean thought through the process yes uh -huh. yes yes that's what we are going to do so we have obstacles like the moguls i think charles should, should be sure, yeah, 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 yeah we have the video we have the moguls we have lock pit it's just a pit with lock with slippery surface we have water in there we have mud splash, muddy area where you experience when you are off-road. Yeah. Muddy area that is saloon car, your yaris could get stuck in. Mm -hmm. Yes, but we'll demonstrate that our cars have the power to overcome that. And we have rocky pits where our cars will drive over the rocky surfaces. And then we also have a high mountain. And... Um, we're also going to show you how rigorous, uh, how rigorous our vehicles have undergone some tests, and um, what we saw. Okay. By videos, yeah. Okay, let's. I'm 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 curious about the accessibility because of the nature of the event. Yes. So if okay. I want to come and see, let's see the nature of how to to get there. Is it is it that we come to your facility? And then we drive to the place where all these courses have been specially created for the demonstrations. Because if, for example, like I always go back to the Yaris, if I'm coming there with my Yaris, what should I know? So um, to make it convenient for any customer who is coming to the site, uh -huh. you can come, the event starts at, at 9, but you can come in as early as 8, 8.30. We have a bus, a coaster, a coaster luxury bus uh -huh. that has a refrigerator in it and all that to actually take all of us to the, the site. site. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But Mr. Mr. Gezi was trying to give you a feel of what you should expect. You should come and see ties, uh, ties that don't touch the ground because of wheel articulation. We have constructed this test course eh, to give you a feel of when you are outside Accra and you are driving in those non-engineered terrains. Uh -huh. So you can, you can have a vehicle on one course like that, which was engineered by Rajiv Godwin, on one terrain like that and your one of your ties will be up the slope that you were talking about one of your ties will be up and then the driver will be tilted to the side it's scary it's scary it's scary, it's scary. It's your ties scary. I, I know i know it's scary you see one tie hanging <laughs> in the air. <laughs> you see one back tie hanging in the air sometimes you the tight the, the tie at the front it also tilts and hangs in the air it's very scary yeah, the, 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 the ties that are supposed to have the grip eh, are the ones that will be working at the time those that those that don't function would be locked it, it makes you it makes you know how independent our tires are like, ah, like okay. my md said and um, this morning or yesterday he said the suspensions are like rubber because when one suspension goes down goes down and the other one comes up okay you get it okay. so come and see how a vehicle can actually tilt like that and not fall but keep moving through such a terrain and successfully conquering your impossible speaking of tires 
I've been told to ask you, with traction ranging from A to D, which rating is best for off-roading? Because his tire, this person sending the message, his tire is rated B. So would you, would you want to tell us? Okay, so the ratings that we have A to B, they, they are not um, the off-road. They are not off-road specifications. These are speed specifications. Rating. Yes, speed ratings. So B has a, a speed limit for which you can go. It doesn't indicate whether it can be used for off-road or not. So he has to really check the tires well. Those specifics are not related to off-road uh, issues at all. Okay, we have less than oh, already. Time last one. I want to the safety tips. Uh, quickly run through the safety tips. Yeah. Um, the question was, okay. what, so, sh what should we note in terms of um, tips for drivers to consider before and after their quest on off-road, like okay. driving off-road? So um, ideally, you should be able to check your vehicle before and after you embark on such an off-road you know, activity. Um, you should check your vehicle's condition. You should check your, the basic maintenance of your vehicle. You know, I, 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 I drove, even not with an SUV, I was driving on the motorway until I went to my team for a checkup and they told me that I had a broken something, something, and I didn't even know, and I was just driving on the motorway with it. You should check your, your road condition, you should check your vehicle's condition, you should also check, you know, its basic maintenance condition. If there are some damage to some parts, if there are some damage to the drivetrain, if your vehicle, the tires are in very good condition and all that, before you move and then after you should check again and then replace exactly. and exactly simple as that and to talk about checking that's why we are not just giving you an off-road activity on saturday we also have a free diagnosis to be able to check your vehicles before you even think of going off -road. so alongside the off-road event you're also having a free diagnosis for all of our customers to come check your vehicle for free okay um we, we, we've run out of time <laughs> and uh, time now for sports flash i wish we could go on and on about this but make sure you check it out on Saturday at their facility on the motorway. They said that when you're coming from Accra, you have to make a U-turn and then come through. You see there's a lot of like direction signs for you to make your way to the place. Sports Flash is coming up next right here on 97.3 CTFM. It has been a good conversation. Off-roading. Hopefully you take your car out there. Not your saloon, please. <laughs> and try it out for yourself after you've gone for the tutorials. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week. Stick around. There's more for you right here on 97.3 CTFM. The city is alive on 97.3. City 97.3. More variety.